Parallel parenting with a narcissistic ex or spouse. We all know that parenting a lot of times has a lot of its own challenges, a lot of its difficulties, dealing with the kids, dealing with emotions, dealing with schedules, dealing with all sorts of stuff. But when you add in a narcissistic person, a toxic person, then co-parenting starts to take a whole different role. And a lot of times starts taking on the role of parallel parenting, which is a little bit different than co-parenting. And I want to talk to you today about some of the do's and don'ts in parallel parenting. One of the things I want to be able to touch on is, first off, that the narcissist, the ex, the spouse, doesn't love the kids the same way that you do. You might think, but wait, like they seem to be a good parent. They seem to be a good dad. They seem to be a loving mom. When it comes down to it, the narcissist and what they're looking at, what they're expecting, is they're expecting all the people in their lives that they're entitled to, to be serving them, to be giving them praise, to be giving them honor, to be giving them anything they want. This is why they have unreasonable expectations. This is why they manipulate. So when it comes to having kids in the relationship, kids are a tool to help support the mask. If, it, if a child is not helping support the mask, then the child is no longer worth that time for the narcissistic parent. Maybe that goes to the extreme of they support the mask by looking like a good dad because they go to all their games. Maybe that is supporting the mask because they look like a good mom because of how they support her, their daughter in cheer. Like all these different types of things can be, hey, I will give this person what they want because I'm getting supply because of how it makes me look to the public and to people out there. So you have to remember they don't interact and they don't love the kids the same way that you do. It's very different. Okay. What we're going to be looking at again is out of this book here. Here we go. The Narcissist in Your Life by Julie Hall. Okay. Um, Recognizing the patterns and learning to break free. So parallel parenting with a narcissistic ex. One thing it says here, it says, we're going to touch base on a couple things. Forget about co-parenting and accept parallel parenting. Okay, the reason why. Sharing custody of your children with your narcissistic ex, you need to toss out the normal rules of engagement, including expectations of cooperation, shared values and goals, and healthy communication. As painful as this is about the other parent of your children, you need to accept the reality and embrace minimalist parallel parenting. This means limiting your interactions with your ex to gain control, avoid conflict, and reduce your vulnerability to manipulation. This is important for both you and your kids. You have to go into it understanding like, hey, most people, when they are divorced and they're co-parenting, those people are aligned in the same way or they're aligned the majority of the way. When you come into that relationship with a narcissist, with a narcissistic ex or spouse, you have to understand, hey, the goals and the values are completely different because one, they don't love the kids the same way that you do. And two, they're not worried about your goals, they're only worried about themselves. So something to be able to think about there. All right, so uh, like I mentioned, parallel parenting, do's and don'ts list, okay? So we're gonna focus on the do's list, okay? Here's what we do. Okay, do establish a regular visitation schedule and stick to it. Make sure that's clear. Make sure that's written out there. Make sure that's in the legal documents so people know, hey, it's been communicated multiple times. It's not just a fly by the seat of your pants kind of thing. It's communicated and it's written down. Do limit contact slash communication with your ex to absolute essentials. You shouldn't be engaging about the weather, about anything else. It's about the kids. It needs to be cordial not mean and not so short that it looks like yours being snippy or you're the toxic one, but it needs to be cordial and communicate the details and done. Don't let them sucker you into a big argument. 
Number three, do keep, do keep clear and strict boundaries with your ex. Boundaries are very clear and very consistent in your life. They have to be or else you get run over every single time. Number four, do withhold your true feelings and thoughts from your ex. Whenever you have a moment and they start to open up or they start to engage in something, oftentimes it's going to be a hoover. It's not the time to be able to share what you're feeling, what you're thinking. Keep it about the kids, focus on that, and move on. Do ignore your ex's antagonism, whether passive-aggressive or overtly aggressive. Narcissist wants you to react. Don't give them that pleasure. Do let natural consequences play out for your ex. Don't seek it out. Like, it'll happen. Do take the high road and avoid getting into petty disputes with your ex. Once again, do accept that you cannot control your ex's parenting even if it sucks. That's one of the hardest ones. Because when the kids leave your house and they go to their house, you're like, like, I just hate that. Like, they're getting exposed to drugs. They're getting exposed to alcohol. They're getting exposed to just the emotional or mental abuse that that person might be giving. But at that point in time, there's nothing you can do about it except be there for the kids. If you haven't had a chance to watch the video that came out earlier this morning about how to help your kids when you're co-parenting with narcissistic ex, when you're parenting, sorry. Do you have faith? Um, number nine, do you have faith in your own parenting, one attuned good parent is more powerful than several bad parents. Honest. Like, the more you're able to focus on your kids, the more you're able to help them grow and understand, the better prepared they're going to be to handle the craziness that's going to happen at the other household. Number 10. Do be as honest as you can, age appropriately, with your kids about the family situation. Don't lie about it. Don't lie about what's happening. Yes, there is an idea of being age appropriate, but at the same time, you also need to be at the place where they ask you a question, don't lie. They're going to get the lies and manipulation from the other parent. Don't let it be from you too. Number 11, do accept parenting help from supportive family slash friends. I would say you need to take this with a grain of salt as well because you have to make sure that they're not trying to help you co-parent with someone that's not willing to co-parent. That's why you're parallel parenting. That's that's the point. But if you have people that are supportive in what you're going through, then by all means, like lean on that support system. All right, number 12. Do try to limit communication such as texting between your kids and the other parent when they are with you. So the idea of like, hey, when you're with me, you're with me. When you're with him, you're with him. Okay. Now, as the kids get older, you know, that's a little bit more different because they can make their own decisions. They can make all that. But like when you're initially starting off with younger kids, like you want them to be engaged with you. Now, it sucks when they're engaged over there or they might not be or the ex might not care. Like there's a whole different plethora of stuff. But the goal is you want to be able to show them and portray to them how a normal person works, how a person who's in control of their emotion, how a person who learns how to cope with stress and with all this type of stuff going on. And so you have to be solid for them and help them. If you haven't had a chance, watch the video earlier that does talk about how to be able to support your kids. All right, the parallel parenting don't list, so don't do these things, okay? Number one, don't argue with your ex. How many people have actually won an argument with a narcissist? Doesn't really happen, does it? No, because they're gonna change and pivot everything that's going on to paint themselves out to be the victim. They'll switch it around however they can. Number two, don't make yourself vulnerable to your ex. Don't start sharing stuff. Don't start opening up. They will use your vulnerabilities. They did in the relationship to hurt you, to destroy you. They will continue to do that. The playbook doesn't change. People just keep coming back expecting it to be different, and the narcissist is not.
Number three, don't share personal information with your ex. Number four, don't react to your ex barbs or criticism. A narcissist wants you to react. Like that is literally when they're at this point, when they're parallel parenting, when they're like away, then the goal is let me get you to react. Let me put on a show. Let me do something that's going to make you respond or react. And then they know, hey, I still have control over you because I made you do something that you didn't want to do or that you didn't think about doing. I made that happen. That's what a narcissist is thinking. Number five, don't take your ex's versions of events, particularly regarding your kids, at face value. You think it'd be kind of commonplace, but a lot of times people forget this. Like, they lied to you throughout the whole relationship. What makes you think they're going to be truthful now? They're going to take whatever happened with the kids, try to twist it to make themselves look better every single time because it's about their image. It's not about the kids. Number six, don't internalize your ex's projections. They're going to try to put that on you. They're going to try to say, hey, you're a bad parent. You don't spend time with them. You don't take them these places. I do all this kind of stuff. Don't take that on. Don't give weight to the words of an abuser. Number seven, don't try to explain your concerns about your kids to your ex. A lot of times they won't view those concerns as either being valid or they just flat out won't care. Or they will use those concerns later to try to manipulate you. Number eight, don't ever criticize your kids to your ex as she, he will use it against them and against you. Number nine, don't engage emotionally with your ex. Go gray rock, boring, flat, monotonous. With this, I would say be careful. If you're going, if you're past the court system, go for it. If you're going up into the court system, then be careful about this. You want to make sure that you're not going so much gray rock that in the court system, it would appear that you're also being the toxic one. Okay, so be careful about that. Keep it cordial. Keep it brief. Don't go into it with a bunch of emotions and frustrations and like yelling at them. Like you want to control your emotions, but you do want to be able to have like a conversation or a statement or something like that that doesn't look like you're just like pissing them off on purpose. So just be careful about that. All right, number 10, don't blame yourself for your ex's behavior. That's on them. That's not on you. Number 11, don't allow your ex to violate boundaries you've established. Make sure those boundaries are clear and hold them. And number 12, don't forget that although your ex may be a jerk, the silver lining of your relationship is your kids. I know a lot of people that cling on to that at the very end. As they're getting out of the relationship and as the relationship is done and they're focusing on that parallel parenting, like the amazing gift that you have out of that whole relationship is those kids. So invest in them. Put time, put effort into them to help them grow and to help them to be safe. <laughs>